Welcome to the Strong Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, mom, exercise physiologist, and pre- and postnatal fitness expert. This show is all about helping you navigate your pregnancy and postpartum journey with more strength, energy, and ease. Each week, pull up a seat for a new topic that will empower you to feel strong, capable, and confident while supporting your body through all the changes of the motherhood journey. Just a reminder that the information on this show is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical condition. Please speak to your medical provider for all things related to your health care. I'm honored and excited to be a part of your health journey into motherhood. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey mama, welcome back to the Strong Mama podcast. I'm Nicole, your host, and I'm excited to chat with you today. Before we dive into our postpartum exercise mistakes to avoid, I do want to give you a quick heads up or a quick reminder that Core Revival, my postpartum core and pelvic floor recovery program is open for enrollment until October 18th, and then it's not reopening until early December-ish timeframe. I don't have an exact date yet. So if you are postpartum or soon to be, and you want to get your hands on that program, then definitely do it now. That way you can have all the content ready for when you have your baby, or if you've already had your baby and you want an easy streamlined way to heal your core and pelvic floor and stretch tight muscles and all that good stuff, then definitely check out that program. I'll link to it in the show notes. And yeah, that's all I'll say on that for now. Let's go ahead and dive into the podcast. We are talking about postpartum exercise mistakes to avoid, and I have three, technically four, because I do have a bonus in here, but there are three main ones that I'm going to give to you today that I really want you to just consider As you are getting back to movement postpartum, whether you are very newly postpartum or you are, you know, even several months out postpartum and just starting to get back into exercise. So whatever place you're at, if you are returning to exercise for the first time after having a baby, this applies to you. So if you're like me, movement is therapeutic. It makes maybe makes you feel great physically and mentally and just you feel it better when you're moving. But now that you've had a baby, you might be feeling a lot different in your body, wondering what you can do, what you can't do, and essentially how to you know, get back to movement in the best way for you, the most supportive way for you. And maybe you're wondering things like, can I return to my pre-pregnancy exercise routine once I'm cleared at six weeks? Will traditional core work flatten my tummy, like doing all the crunches and the planks and the sit-ups? And maybe you're also wondering, what does exercise look like in this new version of my body? So if you've been wondering any of those things and essentially where to start, then today's episode is for you. Last week, we talked about three important steps in the early postpartum recovery phase to take. And today we're getting into some things kind of branching off of that. So if you haven't listened to the last episode, definitely go back and listen to it. You don't have to do it in any particular order, but they do essentially go hand in hand. I think all of that information is important as you're getting back to movement and supporting your body through postpartum recovery and getting back to exercise. So Today, to branch off of that, we're getting into some things that I recommend avoiding for safety purposes as you get back to movement. 
And I'm saying safety because now that your body has had a baby, there have been profound changes to your core and pelvic floor, and we just need to be careful as we build our foundation of strength again. And that's just not something that is commonly talked about. Maybe we kind of subconsciously know this, but since we have had all these changes, we can't just like bounce back into what we were doing before. And I think if you're listening to this, you probably already know that, but I just want to give you some tangible things to go off of to essentially look out for, avoid, and what we can do differently as we go about exercise. So number one thing to avoid right away is group fitness classes right from the get-go. Let's say you're cleared by your doctor at six weeks and you're like, oh, I'm going to go back to my orange theory classes, or I'm going to go back to, you know, that membership or that YouTube person that I really like their workouts. And I'm just going to get back into it. Well, I get that it's super exciting to be cleared for exercise again and get back to your old routine. And maybe you even feel ready for that. And I can even attest to that too, like around six to eight weeks, you start to sort of feel normal-ish in your body again, like you feel like you're able to do more things, which is amazing, but there's just so much going on still with healing behind the scenes, your tissues, your pelvic floor, your abdominal muscles cannot withstand what a normal group fitness or general based workout has in store for you. So what I recommend doing is going about it very slowly, like in when you're getting back to exercise of any kind or any length postpartum that you are, you really want to be treating your body the same way that you did in the third trimester and building from there. So we're talking, you know, strength training is still okay. Um, but we don't want to be just jumping back into running or high impact exercise or traditional core work because we weren't essentially doing any of those things at the end of the pregnancy or maybe very minimally. But the point here is that general population workouts aren't going to be the best type of movement to support your continuous recovery while building back into a routine. And I will say that I'll be honest, I've been a group fitness instructor for a long time. I've been in the fitness industry for like 12 years now, you know, teaching classes, personal training, and I didn't get pre and postnatal certified until four years ago. And before that time period, I probably did have pregnant people show up to my class. I definitely know that I had postpartum people and moms show up to my class and I knew nothing about pre and postnatal and you don't know what you don't know. So I don't want you to like sit here and if you've already returned to like a group based class or general population type workout to like feel like you're you did something really bad or really wrong like you really don't know what you don't know and I think that you know the participants that were coming to my classes too didn't know that that might not have been the most efficient way to move their body and serve their body in pregnancy and postpartum so I know that if I would have known the things that I do now back then I would have approached these people entirely differently in terms of their core, their pelvic floor, their movement positioning. So highly recommend if you can to be doing workouts under the supervision of someone pre and postnatal certified or looking for workouts that have that 
type of knowledge and those modifications in mind. And at the very least, like if you are showing up to group fitness classes, like tell your instructor that you are just returning to exercise after having a baby or just be open with them and they can keep that in mind and hopefully help you along the way. Um, Another thing here too is if maybe that instructor or trainer or whoever you're taking the class from isn't super knowledgeable in that area of pre and postnatal to get that education yourself, not as in go out and get certified or anything, but just understand, have a general understanding of what modifications might be helpful to you and I can help you with that as well. So if you come over to my Instagram page and direct message me at Strong Mama Wellness, I am happy to talk you through that, point you to the right resources. That way you can kind of arm yourself with the best knowledge as you show up to classes again, if that's something that you want to do. All right, let's get into our second exercise mistake to avoid postpartum. And this is skipping core and pelvic floor recovery work. So we don't want to skip this mamas. This is step one. And I know so many of us just don't know this. It's not something that's commonly talked about. Maybe we think that, you know, pelvic floor and core recovery work is just for those who had a really traumatic birth or for those who have diastasis recti or for those who have a C-section or didn't have a C-section, whatever you think postpartum core and pelvic floor recovery work is for everybody and it's never too late either. So whether you're listening to this one week postpartum or like three years postpartum or even longer, this work is useful and impactful at every stage of the journey. We really need that slow, intentional reconnection with the core and pelvic floor. That is literally the foundation on which you can build back to strength training, high impact, all the other things that you want to do. And that's because your core system after birth is very dysregulated. Like your core and pelvic floor connection is very off, which can lead to things like pelvic floor dysfunction. It can lead to increased diastasis recti. And we just have a lot of healing going on behind the scenes with diastasis recti. I can't say that correctly ever. And it just doesn't really roll off the tongue. So I'm going to say DR, but 100% of pregnancies by the end have diastasis recti, which is that abdominal separation of two finger widths or greater. Now, whether or not that sticks around for very long postpartum, it's going to vary from person to person. But if we aren't doing that core and pelvic floor recovery work, it is really hard to heal that. So that is another big reason to, to not skip this work. And it really just, it needs to happen before we get back to lifting, running, jumping. When we restore function to this part of our body, we have less risk of things like pelvic organ prolapse, um, injury-based DR, pelvic floor dysfunction, incontinence, all these types of injuries that may not be present now, but could be in the future. And I'm not trying to scare anybody. I just want to be very real that core and pelvic floor work is essential, right? Like we want to support our body and This doesn't always mean like pelvic floor physical therapy. I do think that every single mom can benefit from seeing a pelvic floor physical therapist. 
Um, but these exercises can also be accessible in other formats as well. And one example of that is my core revival program. So just throwing that out there as an option, but I do think that if you want specific attention, one-on-one support, pelvic floor PT is an amazing way to go. I have done that myself. I've gone to pelvic floor physical therapy for my diastasis recti healing. And then I also paired that with my postpartum recovery work inside my core revival program, went through that same sequence to help rebuild my core and my foundation before getting back to lifting heavy. And I think that that is the only reason at one year postpartum that I'm able to function well in my workouts and daily life again, because I healed my core and pelvic floor first. You know, I've been very lucky and thankful to be able to get back to my heavy strength workouts because I love doing that and hit workouts, jumping, running, cycling, going hiking with like a hiking backpack on my back with a very heavy baby. (laughs) Um, So all that to say, you guys, that just try not to skip this step. It can look super simple, 10 to 15 minutes a day or most days a week. And what it looks like is really just pairing your breath. So pairing an intentional breath with movement. And that's where we get the best core and pelvic floor connection. And ideally we want to see those exercises progress a little bit week to week or month to month over time. We want to be seeing those exercises progress and get a little bit more challenging. That way we can overload our core a little bit more in a gentle, effective way. So that's all I'll say on core and pelvic floor recovery work. It's for everybody, no matter what stage of the game you're at, it can really just support you in so many ways, both in your workouts and also just your quality of life for many, many years down the road. Okay, number three, the third exercise mistake to avoid postpartum is running and jumping before you're ready. So kind of to the same point as the last one, your pelvic floor and joints have likely not handled that amount of force in quite some time. So that force from leaving the ground and then absorbing all your body weight as you come back down, this applies to running, this applies to like hit style movements like squat jumps. We really need to strengthen that area before anything else. And we also need to build back up muscle in our joints, like in the supporting joints to withstand that force. Because if we're, let's, let's just take the squat jump, for example, we're like taking off from the ground and we are absorbing back down. If the muscles surrounding our pelvis, our hips, our knees and ankles are not ready to absorb that, and they just take all that impact that could cause injuries that set you back longer than you really want to. So we want to be strengthening the muscles surrounding the joints, as well as making sure we get that core and pelvic floor recovery done first and continuously. That's kind of something I didn't lead to when I was talking about that last one, but core and pelvic floor recovery, you know, past the initial stages of when you're doing it, we want to sort of like weave it in to our workouts, whether it's in our warm up or our cool down or within the workout. Once you sort of like learn the techniques, you can kind of take it with you and piece it into your routine long term. But anyways, that was kind of a side tangent. We want to make sure we are 
consistently making sure that our core and pelvic floor are able to brace for that impact as well as our surrounding muscle groups and joints. So three steps that I like to take with every single client that I have one-on-one and also something that I've done myself to just safely build back to exercise is number one, core recovery and fundamental strength training. So I'm talking that core and pelvic floor work, that intentional breath with movement, and then fundamental strength training. So once you're cleared by your doctor, you're ready to start strength training again. This might look like body weight, light weights, building back of a very consistent base. And then from there, step two is going into more of a strength phase. So we're adding weights, we're adding intensity, essentially just progressing and building off of what you did in step number one. And then number three, step three is more of performance. So adding that impact, adding jumping and running and stuff back in once you have established your core and pelvic floor, and then your base of strength in your muscle groups that are supporting your joints that are going to absorb that impact. So I hope that that makes sense. You kind of start at your base, you build on that, and then you add that higher impact stuff if that is what you want to do. Maybe not all of you want to do that, and that's okay too. Um, Okay, number four, my bonus postpartum exercise mistake to avoid is avoid this is hard to word. (laughs) We want to avoid not being screened for diastasis recti or pelvic floor dysfunction. So at most of our six to eight week postpartum checkups, most providers, and I'm not speaking for every single one, but most providers aren't going to do a check for diastasis recti or pelvic floor dysfunction and prolapse. They might just ask you a few questions, say, okay, you're good to get back to exercise, et cetera, et cetera. It's not very in-depth. Um, You can request those things. I know that for me, I was like, wow, my abdominal separation is quite large. Like I'm just going to have my doctor check this out to see where we're at. And she absolutely did, which was amazing. And if I had had any pelvic floor concerns, I would have also had her check for prolapse. Um, But I did not at the time. And I understand the symptoms that would be present. So I did not um, request that. Um, but that is something that I did look into once I did start working with a pelvic floor PT. Uh, but going back to the main point here, we really just want to make sure we have a good understanding of where our core and pelvic floor are postpartum, again, any length. That way you have just a really good understanding of, again, where you're starting from. And that can also help inform your core recovery, your exercise progress, and how to best get back into exercise in a way that is safe for your body. And also just know that you can assess again later for diastasis recti and you can see if your pelvic floor symptoms are improving just to make sure that what you're doing is actually getting you to your goal. So you can either request this from your provider or this is something that I can teach you when we work together one-on-one or when you join my core revival program, I have a few self-assessments in there so that you can self-assess for diastasis recti, pelvic floor dysfunction, things like that. So if this is info that you really want, take a look at those opportunities in the show notes. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up, but just as a quick reminder, Core Revival, my postpartum core and pelvic floor recovery program is open until October 18th, 2023. And then we'll be closing it for a little bit as I roll out all of the content to the current 
people that are enrolled and then it will be opening most likely either late November or early December 2023. So if you want to get in on that, make sure that you do so. I'll pop those links down in the show notes. But otherwise, you guys, thank you so much for being here. I hope that this served you. I hope it gives you some tangible things that can guide you on your return to exercise postpartum while supporting your healing journey because that's the most important is that we are supporting our healing, building back up strength, and just being the safest and kindest that we can to our body. All right, if this episode served you, you took some good stuff away from it, I would love to see you screenshot this, post it on your Instagram stories, and tag me at Strong Mama Wellness. I love to see who is listening. So again, thanks so much for being here. I'll talk to you next time. And that's a wrap, Mama. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Strong Mama Podcast. If this show has served you in some way, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Head to strongmamawellnessco.com for more free resources and opportunities for us to work together. Until next time, keep moving.